it's it's weird they've been like doing black and blue for several months now oh, with really? the preview free movies so there must be something kind of wrong with it <laughs> if they, if they <laughs> like if they need oh, to like, to, uh, to like come and watch it and test it and yeah. stuff like that yeah yeah i did that once with a movie called uh r.i.p or something like R.I.P.D. R.I.P.D. Oh, oh yeah, that I with Jeff that. Bridges. I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Was it Ryan Reynolds in that movie? Maybe. It was Jeff Bridges. I know it was a cat from Home Alone, like who played oh, the brother. Interesting. It was very bad. Uh, it's Naomi Harris in Black and Blue. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Dope. Is this uh, is this a curse free podcast? No. Or do, I just want to make yeah. sure. Have to ask first. Yeah, no, you can say whatever you want. We have the <laughs> E for explicit. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, um, yeah I just, swearing just like, doesn't come naturally to me, though, because I worked with kids for several years, yeah. so I just, like, completely trained it out of my system. Yes, I need to um, do that. But I, I support it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I support your right to swear. Yeah. Well, I support your right to not swear Thank as you. well. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to Hawkeyes. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it, I feel it. Hey, yeah, I know where you're going with this. You want a little cliff that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like, Whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no, and no. We shouldn't have a contract. What? <laughs> okay. I'm Jonathan. And we're joined by a very special guest today. Uh, you know him from The Culture Kings and from his brand new show, I'm Your Host. It's Jaquise Neal. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. This is super exciting. I'm a big fan. Oh, thank you. Thank you guys so much. I'm excited to uh, talk some training day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've, I've been looking forward to this for a while because yeah. I've been a fan of this movie for a long time. Yeah. And I've I, never seen it before. Really? Because yeah. this yeah. is the first time I've watched it. Wow. So, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I was excited because I feel like my... Basically, my entire life, it's just been people saying, like, Training Day is a great movie. Yeah. And yeah. I just somehow never watched it. It was always on my list. I never got to it. And then we started doing this podcast, and I was like, oh, well, I got to save it so that I have that fresh take. Right, right. Uh, so now I finally watched it. Nice. I can't wait to hear your thoughts yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. it's a, I love it. it. It is It's a weird movie for me because, one, it's a great movie. But, two, also being a fan of Denzel Washington. Yeah. Yeah. It. It's wild that this is the movie that won him his best actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's great, but also he has so many great roles before. Right. Totally. And of course he wins for like being like the dirty cop. Yeah. Right, it's like against type and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but, I mean, he's fucking great at it, so can't complain about him winning it. When was the first yeah. time you saw Train Day, do you think? Man, when did it come out? 2000, like one? one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So high school, for sure. I definitely didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I feel I like it was probably, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was probably like late high school, so like oh three, oh four, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't really remember like the first time I saw it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just remember loving it, and I've seen it so many times. Right, right. Yeah. Since then, yeah. Yeah, I think for me it was one of those things where it was like just on TV mm-hmm. enough to where I would have just seen all of it at least once, and then just probably bits and pieces since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it. I mean, how how old are you? How old are you? Are you twenty five? Twenty five. Yeah. Okay, so. Like, we all wouldn't have been able to see it in theaters. You would have been... Yeah, we would have been, like, six or seven. Six or seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, like, yeah. So, even, so even like, mid or mid-2000s, when, like, I watched it, I still feel like I was pretty young. Yeah. So see, I was only, like, 16 or 17 or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, and the movie is pretty dark and pretty deep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It, it earned its R rating. Yes, definitely. I feel like maybe if it had come out in about 2005, my parents still would have taken me to see it. Really? Yeah, because I, well, 2005 was when Man on Fire came out, and I saw that. My mom did cover uh, my eyes. Is that the one where he, for, like, has the, puts the dynamite up his ass or whatever? Is it? I don't remember. Ooh, I don't remember, I don't remember that. that. I remember no, the sex scene. I remember there's um, a fingernail torture scene in that movie, for sure. Yeah. Is that the one where he, him and uh, Eva Mendes? Is oh, that... are they, are she in, in, in Man on Fire? Ah, I can't talk. Man on Fire? Fire also. I think she is. Or... Yeah, yeah. I, don't I don't remember. Know. I just remember Dakota Fanning was in that. Okay. And, yeah, I don't remember a lot about it, but I know I did see it. Because okay. I remember the... Is, is that the one where he's like, I wish you had more time? Is it that one? Oh. Or is that no, a different No, that's movie? Out of Time. What? That's Out of Time. Like, he did a movie called Out of Time. I think that's the one with Eva Mendes. Oh, wait. Uh, what? I think so. Oh man, we See. need to brush up on our Denzel. <laughs> See, I know, I know this isn't a Denzel pod, but like now I feel like well, I we have got, to, we know. to get into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he did a movie called Out of Time. I've only was... listened to the episodes of Denzel Washington as the greatest actor of all time. Period. That were not behind the paywall. So, <laughs> <laughs> how many is that? Um, yeah, they have like five to ten episodes that are available for free. Yeah, oh, that movie Out of Time. Okay, oh. yeah. yeah. Yes, and yes, then yes. he also did. Man on Fire. Yeah. That's the one with uh, Dakota Fanning. Right. Oh, yeah. out of time, Ava DuVernay was saying that that's one of her top five Denzel movies just because she did the PR for it. And that's so, funny. yeah. That's funny. Denzel is great, man. So, you know, this was this is a special movie mm-hmm. uh, in his arsenal, obviously, because... But also, for me, it was, it was probably my true introduction to Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know he had done stuff before, but nothing that I... I think this is the first Training Day was also the first Ethan Hawke movie I saw. Really? I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. And so that that that's like my perception of him has changed a lot since then because <laughs> I don't think Training Day is at all representative of what his no, like film career is like. Yeah, it's a very different movie for him. Yeah. 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 He, he's one of those I think we were talking about this on Culture Kings recently. Like Ethan Hawke is one of those actors who like has a career that you would love to have but can still walk down the street yeah totally and like chill and be mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. uh whereas obviously denzel i mean i guess denzel could walk down the street but more people would mm-hmm. come up to him yeah but you know he has an interesting career yeah i can't really remember anything in between training day and the purge <laughs> 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 i know like if, if i'm reminded of stuff I'm like, oh yeah yeah that's right that's mm-hmm. right yeah but, have you seen like the before movies that trilogy no. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of yeah. So some big like points for people are usually like Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Um, the Before right. series, uh, Reality Bites reality is a bites, big one yeah. for people. Mm-hmm. And but I think that's like 
I don't know. Like the crowd that that people movie draws. People of a certain age. People of yeah, a certain like age. People and that are people... about 40 are like, oh, yeah. reality bites. And then people with like a semi ironic attachment to like oh, to the... Gen X culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Got it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, never. I've heard of reality bias, never seen it. Never. I've, d- I've seen Dead Poor Society. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the before series is. Yeah, <laughs> this one, that's him and Julie Delpy. And they filmed them like, each one was like filmed nine years apart. Because it's a Richard Linklater movie. He also oh, did the, Boyhood. Oh, Boyhood. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And Ethan Hawke was the dad in Boyhood. So. Okay. Yeah. So that Boyhood is a part of that, the before series? It's no, not bef- but. It's not a part of that, but he would they would have filmed it like kind of parallel. Because it was like Ethan Hawke working with Richard Linklater for 15 years, both as like both series. Or, well, Boyhood's not a series, but it, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I guess. But it's it was a filmed long, over a long yeah. period of time, yeah. yeah. Oh, so he's done that twice? Where he's filmed two movies over a long period of well, time? Well, the before series is multiple it's movies. It's three different movies. Yeah, yeah. But, but it follows the same But they're in the same universe. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But Boyhood is separate. Yeah, Boyhood is just one movie that's over time. Filmed for like 15 years. Yeah, but yeah. Richard Linklater's doing that again now with uh, Merrily We Roll Along, the Stephen Sondheim musical. But isn't he doing it for like even longer? Yeah, he's doing it for 20 years with um, Beanie crazy. Feldstein and Ben Platt. 20 years. So that's going to be wild. That's insane. Yeah, like... What a wild! Com- I think that's Bloomhouse is uh, producing it. Like, really? what a wild what a risk wild to take! Yeah, yeah, because it's over twenty years and it's a musical. Like, oh, you got yeah. pretty voice. Pretty niche too. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm she. I mean, I'm sure people will go see it just because it's such a feat of filmmaking. If it yeah. if it actually finishes. You Although know? I kind of feel like studios don't make Richard Linklater movies because they're like, oh, this one's gonna make a lot of money. That's true. <laughs> like, there's plenty of of examples of his movies not making a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people people just do it because I think Boyhood made money, but like. People just do it because they like him, and you know. Yeah, he's a, I he's feel an like. art house. He's an art, art yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. When, when did they start this twenty-year one? I'm sure they like, just uh, they're starting it now. The, yeah. Well, I hope we're all around to see it. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man, I'll be in my fifties at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that, I don't like that. Yeah, they it's weird to think that. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got. I mean, I guess when they made Boyhood, I was when they started making Boyhood, I was. What, like 11 or something mm-hmm. like that? 12, mm-hmm. somewhere around mm-hmm. there? That's insane. Yeah, Boyhood. I mean, we were exactly the same age as the kid in Boyhood. So for me, at least, it was yeah. it was at part at times hard to watch because it was just too real like to yeah. my Yeah, experience. there was a lot of cultural touchstones like Britney Spears. Like yeah. all the stuff that was ex- the exact same age that I was at. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh man, that's Yeah, crazy. like I totally pretended to be Christina Aguilera and my friend <laughs> pretended to be Britney Spears. Like that's so real. Yeah. See, for me, that was Toy Story 3. I was yeah, like, okay. man, I remember 15 years ago these toys came in my life. Yeah. Now, 15 years <laughs> later, they leaving. Yeah, so I saw that. I <laughs> saw that. That was that. a hard movie to watch. I saw that, I think, see, like the end of senior year of high school. Yeah. Which is like already a kind of poignant time. And then to go with all my friends to see that. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I've derailed us. No, that's okay. <laughs> Uh no yeah we like to we like to know what our guests our guest relationship with Ethan Hawke so yeah so yeah, yeah mine is I, I respect him a lot I think he's a great actor he's one of those actors where I've I know I've seen movies of his but I don't have like a remembrance of most of them mm-hmm. uh, and not because they're bad or anything it's just I've seen them once and then like mm-hmm. oh, cool 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 I saw that movie I yeah. saw that movie yeah but. The Purge, Training Day, 
And then one other movie that I can't think of. Uh, Deadpool Society are the three. Yeah. That, like, I think of the Ethan Hawke and those are those are his movies too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the purge has come up a few times among guests. I think. Yeah. Have you? Did you see it? I you haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it? No. Oh, I'm so excited. I love that movie. It's really good. It's really good. I did. I thought it's the stupidest idea. Yeah. I went in like, oh, this is gonna be so bad. I was <laughs> pleasantly surprised. And now is they're generally bad, but they're also just fun slasher flicks now. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that first one was had a uh, Cersei, mm-hmm. uh, Lena, yeah. Lena Lena Headley, Lena Headey, yeah. yeah. Movie, yeah, yeah, and the daughter is Adelaide Kane from Teen Wolf. So, uh, yeah, had a lot going for it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Thomas Killing, I had crab for the first time yesterday. I stabbed Mm -hmm. the inside of my thumb when I was trying to break it open. Shit hurts. (laughs) But you had crab for the first time. I know. Yeah, I'm not a seafood fan. Oh, okay. Well, Uh, how did you feel about it? It was good. Actually, okay. yeah, I fucked with it. it was Did great. you go somewhere, or was it just like at home? Or? No, I went, uh, no, I didn't have it at Olive Garden. Uh, do they have crab at Olive Did you say Olive Garden? No, I said at home. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you said, did you go to an yeah. Olive Garden? For your yeah. first crab experience, <laughs> I feel like don't go, go to Olive, Olive Garden. Garden. Yeah. yeah, There's probably better places to go. When you're here, well, you're you family, your family, but like, yeah. you know, went, not for the seafood. Exactly. Now I went somewhere. Uh, it was dope. They just had a table full of crab and all type of seafood and shit. It was good. It was nice, good. yeah. Yes. Injured myself though. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's rough. No, I, I, I'm, I'm a big. I love seafood, so. Yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised how much I liked it. Because mm-hmm. I didn't think I would, but I was like, man, you're 33. You gotta. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> it's it's time. time to start it's eating time. seafood. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. I'm allergic. I'm allergic to shellfish, so mm. I've never personally experienced. Yeah, the, and the I like love shrimp. Experience. Yeah, I know. It's so it's it's. it's really yeah it's hard for our relationship <laughs> yeah, about this stuff yeah. yeah i feel that yeah so yeah uh oh should we talk about the big thing the big news the 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 news story of the week we could we could yeah so the news story of the week julie delpy did an interview with variety uh i think at the zurich film festival or something and she was talking she was promoting her new movie that's out but she also got into like pay and equity for women mm. and she said she says that on before sunrise so this is the trilogy that they did together where they really did have like very equal work they both like split all the time it's really just the two of them talking for two hours basically is the whole movie so and also they both co-wrote it so it's she says that she made 10 percent of what ethan hawk made on the first one and then on the second one that she made 50% and then on the third one she refused to do it yeah. unless unless she was being paid the same. And then Richard Linklater, I thought that he wasn't going to say anything because he's not like a very public person, mm-hmm. you know. He's just the guy that makes all the, you know, all in real movie. time movies, yeah. you know. All the movies that you would be old and decrepit by the time they come out. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but he did actually res- he did say something. Um positively i'm trying to but um it's my phone is long yeah so he basically i mean he did say that yeah it's totally wrong that women are paid less than men mm-hmm. however he did also touch on the fact that ethan hawk at the time this would have been 95 uh he was, he already, was already a big, a star, big yeah. name so the movie probably wouldn't have been made unless ethan hawk was attached to it and right. also he had like you know he's a recognizable figure and uh julie delpy was totally new 
mm-hmm. um, you know, an unknown. And so because of that, you know, there is that difference and it's not yeah. just, I do think that 10% is crazy. Yeah. 10% is crazy. I get his, I get his point. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm a, I, I always equate this to, uh, like sports where mm-hmm. I think of it as obviously LeBron James is going to get more money. Right. And right. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, uh, Lonzo Ball or, you know, some other basketball player because uh, not only just skill set, but he generates a lot more money, blah, 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 blah. I, I 100% get that. So I think like when we have these conversations, that is fair to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. You know, if Denzel does a movie and then some like some like actress is her first movie, of course Denzel is going to get paid yeah. more because he brings in the money. On the same token, though, uh, we have to have those conscious conversations <laughs> about yeah, yeah. pay and equal pay for equal work as well. So, you know, there has to be something in the contract, I feel like, where... You know, maybe it's like a kickback. You know, when the movie comes out, you get like a bigger percent or something. Yeah. I don't know where, you know, you, people don't feel like I'm just paying that person more because they're a man. Um, I, I don't know what that'll be. But at this point, she absolutely deserves to be getting paid yeah, no, <laughs> the yeah. same amount uh, yeah, as him. The third so I, I 100% support her basically holding out until she gets that which it shouldn't she shouldn't even have to do that yeah 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 yeah, totally. yeah I, th- I th- the way the way like after reading this statement i was kind of thinking like it makes sense for him to want to explain that that point of view mm-hmm. but it does all it did also feel a little bit like you know like a non-apology apology kind of situation yeah. mm-hmm. and i imagine that it's also kind of like a um like a bit of both camps, you know what I mean? Like, I think that probably to the point of like that he's a bigger star and she wasn't really established in the U S um, that it would make sense that he would get paid more, but also probably like, even if she was a bigger star, she, than she, was at the time, she probably would have been paid less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I think like 10% That's crazy. as yeah. a comparison is like that. That's, that's a big, that's a big difference. Yeah. Considering that she has equal screen time and equal lines and all that stuff, mm-hmm. so I, th- I I imagine that it is a bit of both, both where like, you know, that even if they were on equal footing, she probably still would have been paid less. She definitely would got paid less, and and being in like the industry and knowing how those negotiations work, uh, it's it's pretty crazy how they use negotiations to drive your price down mm-hmm. a lot of times too, because they'll say, all right. Jackie's you, we like Jackie's. We really like this person, but we like Jackie's. All right, Jackie's will give you, let's just say $90,000 to do this role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the person we really like, we want to give like 150,000, but they want 300,000. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, "Well, look, we got somebody who's just as good who we can pay $90,000 to, so do you want the role or not?" Mm-hmm. Right? And then they use like those negotiations like against you. And you know, like with something where she gets paid, 10, she gets paid ten percent. You know that was a negotiation thing where they hardballed her, right? And that's right. bullshit. Like it, it's such bullshit because they put all those things. That's where it gets upsetting because you know that, that not only did they put the fact that she wasn't a big star, they also put the fact that she was a woman and yeah, all that yeah, yeah. in the negotiation tactics when they 
figured out how much she was to get paid. And that's what has to stop. Like, I get the whole big star thing and stuff like that, but there has to be still some type of a base. Yeah, where, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. What you do in the movie matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what yeah. you do matters in the movie, and your your role and your work matters mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, sucks. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I agree with you. He probably doesn't have to say say it. Because to people like us, we probably already get that. So you're just preaching to the choir. We get mm-hmm. we get a bigger star makes more money. We we get that as opposed to somebody who was their first movie or something like that. But him saying it makes it feel like, yeah, but mm-hmm. type thing. Right. And yeah. that, it, it seems a little dismissive. Yeah. To, to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well. This has been our breaking news coverage. <laughs> uh, breaking news, yo! Breaking news. Couple breaking what? News. Couple months old by the time episode yes. actually comes well, out. But no, yeah, this will be out in like three or four weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. And then the movie, the movie will be out when? Is this the movie? Is this the twenty-year-old movie? No, this, no, was, this, one, this one actually came, came out, out already. Oh, yeah, was it twenty fifteen? Yeah, it came out a few yeah. years ago, but I think okay. she just recently kind of yeah. talked about it. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Got it. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense for like to to speak on the like experience that you had there Mm because i think it's i think you can still have like it's like the thing with uma thurman that happened with like quentin Quentin tarantino where like she indicated that she still like they had such a long creative relationship that she still has like respect for him and stuff like that and they're still like friends Mm -hmm. even though like it's just it was just interesting yeah it was just interesting to see like how complicated the feelings she had toward him were and all that stuff so I think I think you can have a bit of both where you're like you have respect for someone like if they're your friend they're like a fellow artist all that stuff and then also you're like well this 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 wasn't great you know what I mean mm-hmm. I think the Richard Linklater situation is a little different because it's possible that um, it might have had more to do with like the studio or something like that yeah and I then with the Quentin Tarantino thing it's like he told her he's the director he told her to get in the car you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's a little bit different but yeah anyway. that you know with the Tarantino film he's the he's top of the top of the call sheet mm-hmm. you know yeah. his name is first whereas even though you know like with this situation he's the director the studio is in charge of stuff like that but it all you know but that but even so you still got to have champions behind you so as a director even if you have a studio who's making those decisions speak up you know say yeah, something yeah yeah um, for sure and she should talk about it. Everybody should. Yeah. If there's anybody out there, talk about it. Because the more you talk about it, the more it's known and the more people can fight it. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel now like a fourth movie really isn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there needs to be one, though, I don't think anyway. there needs to be one either. She should get paid more. Yes. She can pay more to him then. That's the fourth <laughs> On movie. the fourth one, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's how you flip it. I mm-hmm. get I get paid less, halfway, same. Now I get paid more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, training day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the movie starts and the sun comes up, and I was like, oh, it's the beginning of the training day. <laughs> Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Ethan Hawke's character. What's his name? Jake? Jake something. I think so, yeah. Jake something. Jake he, Coit or something? Jake like Coit, that? yeah. Mm-hmm. He has a wife and a baby that we see, so we know there are, like, emotional stakes in this movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he hits the whatever alarm thing. Mm-hmm. 
like as soon as it goes off, which means he didn't really sleep much. Yeah. He's mm. awake. Mm. He was awake already. Yeah. He was awake already. He didn't hit that snooze button. Mm-hmm. He's ready. He's ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exciting big day because he's going to meet his new boss, Denzel Washington, uh, who, oh man, what's his name? I did a really bad job of writing people's names in this. I yeah, just, I just did. I there just were so Denzel. many big stars in this movie that I just like kept writing all of the names of the people as they came up and then I circled them all because I was yeah. so excited like Snoop Dogg is in this movie, <laughs> oh, well, in this movie. Macy yeah. Gray is in this movie Dr. Yeah. Dre is in this movie Raymond Cruz who I love from The Closer is in this movie Terry Cruz is in this movie Eva oh, Mendes yeah, is in this yeah. movie yeah it was like, one of Terry Cruz's first movie uh, Alonzo was Denzel Alonzo right yeah yeah, yeah. Is, this, this movie is, is crazy because it does for, for those who don't know it does take place in just one day yeah. And what a wild day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. And it's funny, too, because in 2001, I mean, now in 2019, we kind of have, uh, you know, we have a complicated relationship with the police. But yeah. even then we did, too. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. talked about yeah. more now or social media makes it a little bit more known now. But it's crazy to have, like, somebody excited to be a cop yeah and that's the person that's the hero of the movie mm-hmm. and then denzel at this point because he's so charismatic you know first moment on screen you just want to like him and you kind of like him yeah yeah throughout this entire movie yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah uh so it's wild it, the, this whole setup is just a beautiful setup i think yeah, and this all taking place in one day thing has kind of become like an MO for Ethan Hawke. And it's not just because, you know, the Richard Linklater movies are all like that. Right. But um, not just that, though. Like, Mystery Date was a movie that took place all in the course of a night. Right, um, right. This one, Before Sunrise. Um, the Purge. The Purge. Takes place all uh, in one night. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there are so many movies that he's done now with different directors, too. And it's all... The, the same kind of setup, which what is a, very what a funny, what a funny thing to have attached to you, man. Yeah. I'm the king of one day movies. <laughs> <laughs> this movie got two days, nah, bro. You gonna have to shave 24 <laughs> hours off of it. <laughs> so wild, I love that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Denzel Alonso calls him at home, and his wife answers the phone and hands it to him, and so he has to go meet him at a coffee shop instead of going into the police station yeah and already it puts him on like an uneven footing because he's not doing what he expected to do that day right right, right. you know which is an interesting power play by alonzo and yeah. I, I love this scene at the, the coffee it's shop really too. Good. it's really funny he shows up and he like sits down at the booth and then the guy the waiter waitress comes up and is like oh do you want anything and he's like anything else like no and then Denzel's like, you should get something. He's like, oh, I had a big breakfast. And then she walks away. He's like, oh, maybe I will get something. He's like, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many moments like that in this movie. One of my favorite moments where, you know, this movie does a really good job, I feel like, in making, even though Ethan Hawke is the protagonist, they do a really good job in making you feel like he's a lame ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, bro, like... Fucking stop being so lame, dude. Right? Do it. You you root for you, I at least me. I, I guess this is a character study of who agrees with Denzel and who agrees yeah. with Ethan. <laughs> I'm on Denzel's side, so that's why I'm not a police officer because I would be a bad one. Uh, <laughs> but one of my favorite moments in the movie was when somebody I forget the character, but somebody tells a joke, 
and Ethan Hawke starts like laughing hard, and Denzel oh, was just yeah. looking at him, like. That shit was funny. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. It's like, then why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, why are you laughing? Stop trying to suck up and be, yeah. you know. So it does a really good job in making you kind of on Denzel's side throughout this entire movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, Until the end, which we will obviously talk yeah, about, I'm sure. I feel like also, though, it was like, you know, I can't at all relate to, like, the first day of being a police officer and hanging out with a crooked cop. But, yeah. like... I can kind of relate to the feeling of like you show up and you don't really know what to expect and you're hanging out with someone who's like totally, you know, like your first day mm-hmm. on the job or whatever and you're hanging out with someone who's like been there a while and they're like really cool and laid back and you're just trying to fit in and you just like look nervous the whole time and you're not sure what to do. So I kind of got that. Like there's a lot of little stuff like that like that was like even just the thing like with him or the joke or like him ordering the coffee or whatever, not ordering the coffee. Where you just kind of like you're in a new position and you don't know what to do mm-hmm. about it. I thought that was like kind of relatable. It's yeah, super totally. relatable because you also don't know if it's a test. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't know if it's a test, and the, the and the Alonzo character does a good job in using that against Ethan Hawke's character, where the whole movie you think it's just he's like, well, like the whole smoking the PCP shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 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 justification you get is like, yo, if you if this is undercover and you uh you uh, you being the drug dealer and you turn this shit down, they're gonna pop you in the head. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I get that. I get yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Well yeah, I mean I guess the whole the whole movie is set up as like one kind of long, slow escalation. Even though it's obviously not that slow because it's one day, but mm-hmm. basically it just continually escalates to where like he's doing more and more fucked up stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, he's he's not just like a, a playing it loose with the rules. He's like a, a bad guy, you yeah. know? Because it starts out, I mean, you know, you're just starting off like, oh, meeting at the coffee shop instead of going to the, to the precinct or like not calling it in when they're like getting... Uh, going after those kids with the drugs. Oh, yeah, when Last Resort is, like, blasting out of that <laughs> bug. It was very funny. Yeah, and it's, like, little, little things, like, and then it keeps adding up to where, like, oh, now he's giving him weed, now he's giving him PCP, now he's, mm-hmm. like, you know. Stealing just, that money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just doing more and more, like, crooked stuff. Yeah. Which I, th- I thought I thought it's, like, a really effective kind of narrative structure where you don't really know right away what Denzel's deal is and then gradually you see like oh he's just like totally but then like you said like you it sets it up early on where like you're still sympathetic toward him Mm -hmm. because like the reasons he gives like are bad but they're logical you know what I mean like it makes sense with his worldview the wolf and sheep and all that kind of stuff like all right I get I get what he's saying you get what he's saying yeah they they don't paint him as bad for bad sake and then by the end of the movie you find out that you know He's doing all this shit because his life is on the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But but yeah, I feel like it's not bad for bad sake. And the one thing that I think was evident early on with Ethan Hawke's character is he does have a moral code. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is really nice <laughs> as from a police officer. Yeah. Uh, but and and it's really interesting how, especially when we think of where we are today, how. 
in 2001 and whenever I watch that movie I'm like man fuck this cop with a ball coat go steal some money bro <laughs> yeah but it's really clear though from a couple things that he says throughout the movie that it's because he's in like a post Rodney King Los Angeles you mm-hmm. know like he says he says yeah. a couple times like you know like I don't know if this is okay because you know that they're watching us now he, that's it, true you know right yeah. right right so that's that's part of his, the. I mean, it's it's good that he's thinking about that, but that is part of the what keeps him in check, what keeps his moral code. Right. Yeah. 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 What an interesting year for this to come out. This is post. This is post Rodney. This is post OJ. Yeah, and mm-hmm. also interestingly, it was supposed to come out like right around nine yeah. eleven, and so they did the studio delayed it a couple weeks. And um, there was a, a review by Roger Ebert, and he was saying like, I think that this movie did way better because they waited a couple weeks because just like right after 9-11 everyone was like in a cops and firefighters are like our greatest heroes and then they just (laughs) dropped this movie that's all about crooked cops yeah Uh, i love it so yeah that's true that was an interesting um to put it in the context of the time that it came out that it, it is weird though like how much of our culture like pop culture is defined through the lens of like 9-11 yeah i mean like like just even like superhero movies and stuff like that Mm-hmm. like the you know i mean the dark or like batman begins or whatever like that was a few years later but still like it, it's like it's defined as like oh post 9-11 superheroes like mm-hmm. it's it's just so it's so crazy to think about it like that yeah um we were watching this on amazon and there's so you know how like the trivia comes up while yeah. you're watching it if you like pause it or oh no i didn't yeah so oh, if you yes, pause if it you the pause x-ray it, yes yes yes, yes. Yeah. i do know what you're talking about so but like i was casting it from my phone so on the tv it just shows the movie but if you look down at your phone it shows all that x-ray trivia stuff which okay. was cool and so i just happened to look and it said that um during one scene it was saying that originally it was supposed to be samuel L. jackson and matt damon doing this movie <sighs> Oh man, which would have been a different movie. I think it would be like too obvious almost if it was done because I think there's something about Ethan Hawke and Denzel Washington that's like a little bit like they're both playing against type a little bit, uh-huh. yeah. you know. Whereas if it was Matt Damon and Samuel L. Jackson, you could totally easily see them like you right. know playing these characters. Right. But with Ethan Hawke, it's like you know he wouldn't usually be a cop, and he has that kind of yeah. like innocence about him. That's a little different than Matt Damon, who often plays like a soldier or. You know, right, a right. guy that's doing some, you know, which something why, like that. Which is why Matt Damon works so well in a movie like The Departed. Mm-hmm. Right, it's right. A little against type for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, yeah, if he was this cop, I'd be like, oh, of course, Matt be, Damon yeah. isn't gonna, yeah, gonna yeah. do anything. Yeah, he's, he's like a little, little baby. Boy. That yeah. you know, he's saver. He's you know, he just got saved. Private Ryan. Wasn't <laughs> this right around that same time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple years earlier. And Sam Jackson. No. Yeah. Sam Jackson would have been, I mean, like, I love Sam Jackson. Yeah. He's so fun to watch, but I think, like, a lot of these lines, you know, he would have just hit them, like, so much harder and, like, mm-hmm. higher, bigger than, you know, Denzel Washington would. Yeah. And it would have been a different performance for sure. Right. Yeah. 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 And, you know, just a little more obvious, I think. Yeah. With, with Denzel, I, I feel like the way he played it, or, like, Sam Jackson would have played it. Like, I'm a bad cop for bad sake. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Whereas, you would have seen it earlier on. He would have on. telegraphed it a lot yeah. more. Where Denzel is smart. He's a smart cop. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's almost, I mean, yes, obviously he's a crooked cop and he's a bad cop, but he knows how to play the system because he knows yeah. how to navigate through it. You can tell, like, the first 10 years of his career, he was Ethan Hawke. 
<laughs> right, like, right, right, yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like he learned how to like be how to be bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like this, this movie is is sort of, you know, it comes up near the top of both uh, Denzel and Ethan Hawke's like IMDb's or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's, but but I think at the time, like we were saying, it is a little different for them. Like where Denzel is playing, like you know, I mean, he kind of plays. He's often like the good guy, the guy you cheer for. Mm-hmm. And Ethan Hawke is like, you know, he's usually a good guy, but he's like a different kind of character. He's not a cop. He's like, you a know, poet. a poet or something, <laughs> like that, something like that. So I think I think I think part of what makes it really effective is that it is different for them. Yeah, cool. I, I, you know, the funny, like honestly, this is because I saw Deadpool Society after Training Day. I'm sure mm-hmm. I saw it when it came out, but I was. So I don't remember it, but I saw it after training day. And so this movie was the, my introduction to Ethan Hawke. And so I, I didn't, I don't have a type. Now I can see like the type and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. for him, I'm just like, this is how I see Ethan Hawke. This yeah, is my barometer yeah, yeah. for him. Yeah. Uh, which is so funny because he's such a great actor and he was great in this movie too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you guys were saying about Matt Damon. For me, I've always seen Ethan Hawke as like the goody two shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen him as like anything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, and he kind of is. Yeah, like he, kind he of, he's, he's usually like a sensitive guy, and he was in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. He was just also a cop. Like it was just yeah. it was different in that sense mm-hmm. that he like would f- physically beat someone up. You know. Yeah, that was kind of shocking. Yeah, for like, me. Watching to him, like see, yeah, he the took fight in, like, scene two with, guys in an alley. Yeah, yeah like yeah, while yeah. he was really high and had been drinking. Like yeah, that was yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Really, yeah, yeah. He's not a brawler. Not a not brawler. Really, yeah. no. I mean, I guess I could like imagine him maybe being in like a bar fight in Texas or something, but you know, that's like <laughs> that's about the extent of it. Yeah, but yeah. but still, like the like I said, like he is still a sensitive guy. So mm-hmm. I think that's still th- still yeah, the through still line of its true. other roles, and that's still in this movie. What so. is what is because for me, I what is the two moments that you one hundred percent get because this is your first time seeing it mm-hmm. that you one hundred percent get each character. Uh like for me it's the laugh moment with Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. And then for Denzel, I don't know if you guys remember this. I mean you probably do because you just saw it. Or you guys just both watched it. The part <laughs> I love this moment so fucking much where Denzel just walks across the street in traffic and makes the car stop for him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like my man. <laughs> My man. Like, that is somebody with just the utmost confidence. Yeah. And, like, who they are. And knowing, like, I'm in control of every fucking thing. And, yeah. like, those two moments right there. And then each one of the actors just settled right into their roles. Because those were both kind of near the top of the movie. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. How was it knowing Ethan Hawke and then seeing seeing this movie? Yeah, I mean, this was, uh, I liked it a lot. I liked seeing him play, like, a character in a kind of darker situation than he usually would be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, I mean, I think I'm just gonna, we have a segment called Most Ethan Hawk Line of the Movie, Love so I'm gonna him. take this opportunity. Um, there's one line where, it says after that whole thing where they take the money and they, they uh, you know, frame basically Ethan Hawk for having shot this guy, mm-hmm. but... Uh, but he was supposed to get away with it, you know, justifiable homicide or whatever. But he says he's in the car with Denzel Washington, and he 
looks like he's about to cry and he just says it can't be like this Mm -hmm. and for me that was like the most ethan hawk line of the movie because it can't be like this uh because it's just like you know about having like a really strong like good belief in an institution you know Mm -hmm. um and i thought that was also kind of defining for the character as well it's so weird though even that line it's just like bro where you been (laughs) (laughs) like what department were you working in but because did they ever explain where he, uh, he came from the valley from? he was coming from the valley yeah so it's not like it, it yeah. cracks me up how movies make L- i mean la is huge mm-hmm. yeah but how they make la seem so disconnected yeah, uh, yeah. like a movie i think of is beverly hill cop mm-hmm. okay they yeah make beverly hill cop seem like it's this big grand city in los angeles like yeah. it's a fucking box four blocks in the yeah. middle yeah. of yeah. los angeles so even him being in the valley you still know how la like the police department works yeah, and yeah things yeah. like that so it's so funny for him to have this almost just like ignorance toward totally what's going on in this movie where it's like do you what where have you been right right through your cop career up to this point you know yeah yeah um oh for denzel i thought like that scene where so snoop dogg is a drug dealer in this Mm. movie and so he and he's in a wheelchair totally wrong casting totally wrong casting (laughs) snoop as a drug dealer come on now (laughs) come on now He's supposed to be a preacher or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he, so he, like, tries to, like, wheel away from them really quickly, and he ends up in this shop, and so he swallows the crack that he was selling so that they wouldn't catch him with it, but then Denzel just takes a pen and, like, shoves it right up his throat so he vomits it all up, and I thought that was, like, really, like, this character, like, a long Right, time. right. Like, he's just, he doesn't care. He's about to do this, and he doesn't, it doesn't matter to him if he gets, like, reported which is something that jake ethan hawk's character is worried about yeah you know, he's like we're we're doing our job we're like getting in here we're like finding these drugs and we're using and also he was going to use that against snoop dogg to you know get information out of him right so he's very goal oriented yeah yeah and the, the thing he says immediately after that i don't i don't write didn't write down the exact quote but basically earlier jake was talking about like collecting evidence and stuff like that Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, well, what evidence do you need or whatever? You know, like, it doesn't matter. Like, as long as we're out here doing it, we don't need to collect any evidence. And when he causes him to, to vomit that up, he's he turns to Jake. He's like, you want to pick that up? <laughs> and he's like, no, fine, forget it. Yeah. And they get out of there. It's wild, too, because, like, a part of, like you were saying earlier, how even though he's crooked, he's using logic. Yeah. And that's where where he kind of even puts the audience as well as Ethan Hawke kind of on like unlevel ground because you're just like, yeah, the dude has crack. Who? Why would I wait for like red tape or why would I wait for permission to get the shit out of him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a part of me gets that. Like get the shit. I mean, if I was a good cop, get the shit off the street, <laughs> you know? Don't let him swallow it and then wait for the next moment, you know? Like mm-hmm. get that shit out. But then on the opposite side, there it we do have the problem with police officers taking the law into their own hands and shit like that. So this movie really makes me question, do I hate the police or do I just wish they were all Denzel Washington? <laughs> yeah, what a, what a, what a wild um, world that would be if every cop was Denzel Washington for right. training day. Because, like, you know, you know, they, 
Yeah. I, they stealing money. They steal as much money as you want, man. I'm good with money. Just stop <laughs> killing people. It's true. Yeah. yeah it's not. It's not like he's. Yeah. It's not like he's. You know, racist. Yeah. He's just. He just. He'll. He'll beat anyone up. He'll shoot do, anyone. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. Man, you know, yeah. He's trying to get that. He's trying to get that loot. Yeah. 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 So it's worth mentioning that what what it is that he's he's been trying to do all day mm-hmm. or what he's trying to do why what some of his goals are in this moment which is that he owes some money to some russians um mm-hmm. yeah he got tangled up with in vegas yeah he he beat a dude up killed him and then that guy turned out to be related to russian mob mm-hmm. and so then they told him you got to turn up with this money or we're gonna kill you and so that's what he's he's been trying to do all day. And Ethan Hawke doesn't learn this until, I think, the dudes and, at the... Yeah, when he's in the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What a, I love that moment so much. Uh, yeah. The whole bathtub scene. Because yeah. uh, he, saves, he saves somebody's life, uh, a young girl's life, at the beginning of the movie, or toward the middle of the movie. And it turns out that it is the... Cousin? Like the cousin, cousin, yeah, yeah. cousin yeah. of the guy, of yeah. this guy that's about to kill him. He's about to kill him. And which yeah. is a setup. Yeah, Denzel he, knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, was... that that whole scene was like just very. He's sitting at a table with them. They're like playing cards, mm-hmm. and then he gives him, which was stupid. He gives him his gun. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, I want to see, I want to see your gun, and he he like takes the bullets out and stuff and gives it to him. But now he doesn't have a gun. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, and then they basically, or he, I think he tries to make a run for it. Um, yeah, I think he tries to make he a run for to, it. But it's a small kitchen. Yeah, so. and they <laughs> grab him. They grab him and they pull him to the bathtub. And you mm-hmm. see the shower curtain is like Mother Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and they throw him in the bathtub, and then they're about to kill him. And, and he's like, he's like, let me grab. Oh, let me get, let me grab his money. He pulls a wallet out, and it's like, like a little, like a kid's wallet, like Velcro and all that stuff. He opens it up and then he sees that it's like, oh, isn't this your cousin? And that's why. They, yeah, yeah. It's weird because this whole movie, even that whole scene, it answers the question, which is why I think Ethan Hawke was a really great choice for this actor because, like, he really did a great job in showing kind of like the two sides of this coin, where him being naive pretty much should have got him killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it would have gotten him killed even giving the gun to him like you're just being naive yeah. and stupid and throughout the whole movie with Denzel he's just being naive where it's like bro you gotta do this shit like but do you and that's where the other side is where him being like just the good person mm-hmm. saved his life yeah, yeah, <laughs> saved yeah. his life yeah. and you know finding that balance of I mean, obviously, experience comes with, you know, not being naive, but will he turn into that type of crooked cop now that he knows how this, how the game goes and things like that? Or will he stay that nice cop that's going to be experienced, but, you know, not be stealing money and shit like that? It's <laughs> right, right. Yeah. really weird, man. It's really weird. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that scene, because I, I remember that scene very vividly and, like, because the first time I saw it, I was just like, I mean, that scene is like such a standout scene, and and I, I when it came to it, I was like, oh yeah, this is like almost exactly. That was an interesting thing about rewatching this movie because it has been a while since I've seen it. I remember liking it, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm, you know, there's a lot of stuff you see that you you're not sure you're gonna like it, 
years later, mm-hmm. but I was like, this movie is almost exactly like I remembered it, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Like that doesn't always, I thought, I, I kind of thought, I honestly thought there would be more kind of like, like problematic stuff in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like not there was, really. Yeah. yeah no, there's one, not, there's yeah. one moment early on where Denzel makes like a kind of homophobic joke about the, like the cop that, the cop that Ethan Hawke was training with before was a woman. Mm-hmm. And he makes like a joke about her like being a lesbian or if she's not a lesbian. Yeah. But that was the that was kind of it. Like that was kind of the only like but the rest of it was kind of like there's you know, it's it, it holds up. Yeah. Yeah, it holds yeah. up, yeah. It holds up really well, uh which is great because it is it it feels like which I it, it holds up which is actually sad because it feels like it should be a movie of the moment. Mm-hmm. The movie of the time, mm-hmm. but it holds up because because we could still imagine we could still doing imagine cops things. doing terrible things yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. this, right? And you know, it answers the question for me at least, where you know we have that all cops are bad thing because even the good cops are are tainted because they won't speak up against the bad cops, and even at, even this movie. He doesn't really speak up. He just gets killed, you know. And Ethan Hawke walks away and kind of washes his hand. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. uh, there. I I can't remember what the last news thing said, but I feel like the news when Alonzo dies, yeah, was, paints him in like a he was a decorated officer. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's gonna be his legacy. The other thing that was interesting about that news coverage is that it was like almost word for word what Denzel had said yes, earlier when he was yeah. talking about how. You know, what do you want to hear on the news? Like, you know, Jay Coit, decorated officer, whatever, all that stuff. But yeah. it's word for word. What yeah, they what they said, said about, later him. Yeah. about him. Yeah, and I think that I think in that scene he was trying to he was trying to get him to do something illegal. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he was trying to get him to do something bad. I think maybe like take take some of the money. It was, it was yeah. I think it was that scene oh, in the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was trying he was to get trying him to take, him to take money. money. Yeah. Bitch. I would take that damn money. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I would take that money, bro. <laughs> when he didn't do it, I was so stressed out because I was like, you know, like I feel like I've seen this before. Like, if you don't take in on the on the scheme with the other guys, you know, they're all gonna kill. Like, one of them's gonna kill you because yeah. they don't trust you. You're, they don't you're trust not you. trustworthy if you don't yeah, have equal share that, yeah. in the crime. If they don't yeah. have something on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, that was really stressful. And then, <laughs> one yeah. of those one of those bad cops is Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that was that was funny when he first meets them. On the like rooftop, and mm-hmm. then he's he's like, uh, <laughs> Doctor Dre says to him, "You're a long way from Starbucks." That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <was> good. <laughs> Doctor Dre as a cop, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Fun, yeah. yeah, it does answer that question. I mean, it asks that question where when he doesn't take the money, like, are you? At what point does your goodness become stupidity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Uh, I get, I get having moral. I get having a moral high code and everything like that. But you got to work with these cops. Yeah, (laughs) you know, you got to work with these cops. You and are you the one to, you know, walk that walk alone? I'm saying, I know I'm going to be the change. I'm going to be the different one. I'm not going to take this money, even though they'll help hate me. I know what I'm doing is right, and that'll prevail. And this movie shows. I guess at the end, it shows that it does, but. Almost by chance, just because he saved totally. he saved uh, Dude's cousin. Yeah. Well, otherwise I mean, he, he would have got his ass killed. He <laughs> could he could like he could like take the money and like just hold on to it or whatever. Like as long as in front of them, it seems right. like he's one of them. 
Like yes. he can still yeah. wa- he can still walk the moral walk as long as in front of them it doesn't seem like he's being like he's going to turn his back on them cuz he's making himself by doing that he's making himself an enemy in front of like these four or five cops that he knows are willing to kill people mm-hmm. cuz they just shot that or they well they shot that dude and then they kind of want, tried to pin it on him. Yeah, I was but. thinking that that like, really demonstrated how bad of an undercover cop he would be. Like, if in that moment he couldn't see the situation, yeah, that, like, yeah. the, thi- the thing that would get him out of it was just to go along with it yeah. and mm-hmm. and take part of it, take some of the money, even if he, like, turned it in to the cops later, you yeah, know, exactly. turned it in later. Like, he, he just, he didn't think that, he didn't understand it, which means that if he was in, like, a, you know, a situation where he was undercover with, like, drug dealers or something, like, I don't think he would be very good in that situation either. Right. Yeah, and we we established that as well in the scene with Snoop Dogg where oh, <laughs> they pull up <laughs> and he's like, oh, can I buy, I, I, don't, I don't know what he said. Yeah, I don't remember. But he's like, can I buy some drugs or something? <laughs> <laughs> can I have like, one weed, like, please? <laughs> yeah. And then Snoop Dogg's like, you're a fucking cop. And he just like goes. And then he's, and then Ethan Hawke doesn't know what to do. And Denzel's like, well, go get him. Yeah. <laughs> That 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 scene is really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's not a good he's not a good cop. I mean, in in terms of what he's training for, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I guess that's the whole thing. You're training, right? Yeah. You you learn these things. And how do you learn it but having a cop like Denzel who is a cricket cop <laughs> show you, right? I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, he really got a crash course that day. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's I, a lot that happens that day. I would yeah. love to see. I don't know. I I feel like at some point somebody says something about this, but like a second training day where Ethan Hawke is the one training. Oh, uh, that would be good. I'd watch uh, that. Yeah. And like it's some new, it's some new like little rookie cop to see like where Ethan Hawke is now. I would watch mm-hmm. that shit in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Well, they actually did make a training day TV show. Yeah, uh, a couple years ago, what's oh, like a yeah. white cop played by Bill Paxton? Yeah, as I remember a, that. Yeah, and then um, like a young black. Oh, you did? <laughs> Not for that cop, but I auditioned mm-hmm. for that show. A oh wow, times. yeah, that's fun. Didn't last. Yeah, no, it Surpri- didn't. I think not surprisingly. Though. Yeah, I think because mostly it just tied in with the name, and then like he wasn't really like the same like level of crooked cop as like right, Denzel. Right. You know, he was he was just kind of like they had a good cop bad cop thing, but it wasn't. Right. I. Th- I think also it would be hard to sustain as a TV show. Yeah. Because like part of, like like I said, the whole thing about it escalating, mm-hmm. like to have that. I mean, I guess you could maybe draw it out over a season. Maybe you can do like, like a twenty four like, style him exposing that he's more of a crooked cop yeah. over more time. Yeah. I think that but like once once you realize that he's a bad cop, like you kind of gotta resolve it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think that one show that did that really successfully actually was that one on NBC with J Lo and Ray Liotta. I can't remember what it was called now. No, it was a really good show. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to remember what it was. Um, I've, I remember seeing that billboard. Yeah, but I can't remember what the show was. And it was so, recently too. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, this is just a couple years ago. Uh, J Lo, Ray Liotta. But Ray Liotta, I'm assuming, was the bad cop. Yeah, he was, and <laughs> yeah. so and he was like, you know, like I've always taken care of you. Like you got to yeah, be yeah. in this with me. And she was a good cop, and she turned, she turns on him, and like, uh, uh, she, you know, she becomes an informant. And it's oh, Shades of Blue. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. It was a good show. Yeah, and so. Um, and she had a daughter that she had to take care of. Again, emotional stakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that show actually did the crooked cop 
a good cop mentor mentee dynamic very well mm -hmm. and it kept it up for i think three se three seasons mm -hmm. got him yeah it's interesting the the i think the what made training day work is the fact that it is set in the day yeah you know because I, I you know I, I do comedy a lot and one of the big things in comedy that all i mean i've done theater and drama as well but one of the big things in comedy is why would you stay type mm -hmm. things give me a justification of why you would stay mm -hmm. when somebody does something unusual why would the voice of reason stay there right there needs to be a reason why and in this instance if you let ethan hawk go to sleep and wake up the next day that nigga ain't coming back mm -hmm. like yeah. he ain't coming back to work you're like i quit <laughs> <laughs> i quit like i can't do this no more man yeah. this is this is the worst day of my life yeah. <laughs> i don't trust the police i like this my core has been rocked by mm -hmm. this right so i i think in this instance that's one reason why it just really couldn't work for a whole season and multiple seasons because the dynamic of this movie between Denzel and Ethan Hawke's character is that they don't know each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that is important. And yeah. his amateur and, I can't say this word, naivete toward the whole game, essentially, yeah. and how it works against him and how the experience of Alonso's character ultimately works against him too but and not even it's just his hot head worked against him he knows the game right uh but how that worked against him and that that dynamic would be lost if i have to come back for day two and week two and month two and year two i'm like wait right, why y'all still right. together you know this isn't bad boys uh, right, right, right. where you guys have a relationship and things like that so yeah yeah i think that's the reason why this movie works so well mm-hmm yeah, for sure. Yeah, so what else? Oh, Eva Mendes is in this movie. I think we should talk about her a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, me some Eva Mendes. Yeah, she's um, a beautiful woman, and we definitely see that in this movie. Beautiful. <laughs> you do. You do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it in this movie. I mean, it, like, this movie came out in 2001. She could go film a movie tomorrow, and she looks pretty much exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Uh, which is so remarkable when you can have anybody who can keep their J Lo is the same way, mm -hmm. who keep their looks uh, throughout a two decades essentially. Yeah. But the one thing, I, this was the start of her career as well. Mm -hmm. um, she was maybe in something right mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. But then she did the second Denzel movie, and then she did Hitch. And then she just <laughs> right, became right, like, yeah, yeah. she yeah, became Hitch. a star. Yeah. So she was great, and she was great in this. Mm -hmm. She was Denzel's girlfriend, right? Yes. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah. So and also, and I guess the mother. They have, of, yeah, yeah, they have a child together. Child together. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. Yeah, and then they live in uh, <laughs> they live in Baldwin Village. Like that's where like a lot of the movie happens in right. in L. A. And uh, yeah, we have a friend that lives over there. And so I was like, while they were driving in, I was like, I know where this is exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you um, rec do you recognize it? Yeah. That's so dope. that was cool. Yeah. And then I we were talking to him last night, and he was like, Yeah, no, it's just like I just tell people that's where I live. <laughs> that's dope. I live in a training day house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was fun. 
Uh, Terry Crews. Yeah, Terry yeah. Crews is there. I, I think this is his any, first. Does he have any speaking lines? He, he doesn't. Has, like, I think maybe like one line. Yeah. Maybe yeah, like maybe. when when Ethan Hawke towards the end is trying to walk in and he's like, like, why are you here? And he's like, I'm here to see Alonzo. I kind of feel like that could have been the other. It guy. could have been the other guy though. I kind of don't think he has any lines. Hmm, maybe he's, he's just so very recognizable because kind of, yeah. he's a monster. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's so, so big. big. Yeah. But it, it's also like you know they 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 kind of picked someone to like look kind of intimidating but like once that you go back and watch like what you like knowing terry cruz now you're like yeah. oh that's terry cruz mm-hmm. a sweetheart you know because <laughs> yeah. well, right after that essentially he started you know this he did this movie but then he just had a whole string of cameos and small roles where he was like the silly strong guy right mm-hmm. like yeah. white chicks and like he was that yeah. type of dude yeah yeah um and then everybody hates chris where Right, like yeah. Really solidified him as a dope ass person and actor, but yeah, this movie, that hook, that that last that last scene, it, the two the the last fifteen minutes of this movie are so yeah. great to me, mm-hmm. and because it did a really good thing where it finally flipped and you start rooting for Ethan Hawke's character, you start rooting for Jake, mm-hmm. and not rooting for Denzel anymore, at least for me, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Kind of, because I still kind of was rooting for <laughs> But I saw the movie kind of flip it on his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then also that last monologue mm-hmm. at the end of the movie with Denzel. Yeah, like King Kong and ain't got shit on me. That's I mean, it. it's, yeah. That's yeah. the line I knew, okay. even though I hadn't seen the movie before. Like, I knew that line. Yeah. So It's, it's one iconic. of the rare monologues where it's so well known. Even even if you don't know the whole monologue, you know little bits of it like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's been, so it's, it's parody uh prime yeah <laughs> right, right right but when you actually watch the scene you're just like god damn it's so yeah i yeah. think that's the scene that won him the oscar honestly was yeah. that specific scene yeah it's like this dude is just so good yeah 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 um there are a couple of things about that like whole scene that i thought were c- pretty wild mm-hmm. um so when ethan hawk like goes to his apartment with eva mendez and um, he goes in there and that whole shootout scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 there's, he goes into the bedroom where Ava Mendez is completely naked yeah. and Denzel is there. And so he starts, he starts shooting, but Denzel goes under the bed and he has a rifle that's like on a turning yeah, like yeah, yeah. axis underneath yeah. the bed. I thought that was a little, <laughs> you know, unrealistic. <laughs> you ain't never been a cricket cop with a turning <laughs> rifle under your bed? Come on now. It was like very, you know, it was like very wanted-y almost. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It was fun though, you know. Uh, can't yeah. knock he's it. Just, he's just like always ready to go. Like, cause he, he is. Because basically Ethan Hawke makes him turn over his, mm-hmm. give up his guns or whatever and then he yeah. drops under and does that. It's like, oh my God. Also, it's a surprise element too because Alonso at that point thought dude was dead. Yeah. He hadn't gotten yeah. the word that they let him go and he was on his way. Yeah. He yeah. was about to get some ass. He was, you know, he was chilling at the crib and all of a sudden he comes back and yeah. And that's and that's where it flips was like, "Oh, now you're on the uneven ground, right?" Mm-hmm. And you don't know what's going on. You don't know that he has the money. You don't know that he's been let go and everything like that, which I love the moment where you saw the whole neighborhood, even though Ethan Hawke was the white guy. Yeah. Uh, which is a thing in the hood where, you know, the white guy comes in and you're like, mm, who's yeah, this and- motherfucker? But yeah. if he earns your respect, 
If they earn your respect, they got it. You got it. Mm-hmm. And you can see that him earn the respect of the community. He was like, no, nah, we're going back with this dude right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that moment. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, and I think you kind of see the limitations of Denzel's style of, like, kind of ruling by fear is that they, mm-hmm. right. they respected him, but, like, once he no longer had that footing, mm-hmm. they're like, well, why would we stick with you? Because you're, you know... Your shitty dude, basically, mm-hmm. and so he he that that's where it, the house of cards he's built on like his power starts to crumble. Yeah, because like once you, if you just if you're just making enemies along the way, it's all fine. But once your power starts to slip, then it just crumbles under you. Right, mm-hmm. and I would but, argue that they don't don't didn't respect him; they just feared him. Right, right, yeah. yeah. They feared him, and they they feared him, and they also knew that he could make or break their lives right mm-hmm. his power and his willingness to use it yeah and the respect level came in with jake's character right right like, right yeah Definitely. we respect this person this person is willing to basically put his life on the line for the right thing right mm-hmm. and it just shows you that even in the hood there's still a code of right and wrong and at a certain point, you fall on each side, and right generally prevails <laughs> over right, wrong. Right. Yeah. Uh, even with it being naive and stupid, and probably should have died, and <laughs> all these things. Yeah. At a certain point, no matter how tough and rough you are, you know, right will eventually win out over wrong. Hopefully. Yeah. Except with real cops. I think the the scene. I think the scene where it kind of turns from him being naive to like kind of knowing what's going on and what he has to do is right after he gets out of the house Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he like and it's a little bit funny that he like has to take the bus you know like his friend (laughs) ditched him and now he has to take the bus yeah um but it's actually kind of like a serious like moment because you see him just sitting there like on the bus by himself because it's like late at night and all that and he's like kind of just thinking about like now he knows like this is this is how it goes and, and he, he has to do what he has to do and he like kind of just he's like more confident now he gets off the bus he just like walks straight into the neighborhood and like he's like walking in the middle of the street like without stopping just dead on for like what his goal is to get to that house so i think that's kind of where his character turns and becomes like the man he's like he's, <laughs> he's like grown up now like he's yeah. grown up in that moment where he's like all right he almost got killed he almost got shot in the face in a bathtub and now he knows like okay mm-hmm. i i have to like end this shit right now yeah yeah and then um, denzel kicks his ass yeah <laughs> oh yeah denzel yeah. still giving him hands he still get he still give him those hands but yeah yeah i was thinking the other thing though that would have been interesting if it was matt damon is that he around the same time was in the born identity which is a lot of like jumping from roof to roof uh, action right, right. right and so in this movie i think what works kind of well is like um ethan Hawke, like i don't expect him to be able to jump from roof to roof and so when they're in that big chase fight scene um he almost doesn't make it like he he jumps and he has to like grab on with his hands to the like railing of the of the balcony he's trying to jump onto because he doesn't quite make it Mm -hmm. and it's kind of it's sloppy and you know but if it was matt damon i'd be like well he's jason Bourne. he should be able to do this Yeah. yeah you know it would be different yeah and also like Samuel Jackson's like a little older as well. Like I think I think it's definitely like more more believable that like in 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 the hand to hand combat situation that Denzel would like definitely have the upper hand on on Ethan on, Hawk. on Ethan Hawk. Yeah. yeah. Oh oh yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah. Just that whole movie, because you at no point did Denzel ever feel like he broke a sweat. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, throughout the whole movie, no matter what was happening. Totally. So when you actually Until force him to. Until that very last scene, basically. Right, yeah. exactly. And then you can see the fear in Denzel's eyes and his speech with that whole monologue at the end. It's like, ah, oh, it's coming from a place of fear because you know you're about to die. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know you're about to die. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Denzel Alonso gets killed by the Russians uh, because he doesn't have the money to deliver. And um, then Jake goes home, and it's the end of the training day. <laughs> yeah. End of training day. Yeah. What a wild. I, it, I would love with to that know. voiceover. An LAPD officer yeah. was killed in the line of duty, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Survived by his wife and daughter and all that stuff. Yeah. Would you guys yeah. say that it was a successful training day? I think he learned some things for sure. Yeah. If he was still going to be a cop, I think he would be a good one now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Denzel kind of won. <laughs> <laughs> Denzel kind of did his job, y'all. He did his job. Yeah. Uh, it's so wild, too, because with like at the end of that movie, I, I do improv, and whenever I have to die gruesomely, I do the Denzel death. I train the day when he just gets hit, <laughs> and he just is like bouncing on the car. Yeah, yeah, it is one of my favorite deaths of all time. Yeah, they shoot him a lot. Yeah. They shoot him like ninety there's like times. Three, there's like three people, and they all have like high velocity. Yeah, machine there's guns. like several vans too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him. It's so much. Yeah. There's no need to shoot anybody that much. <laughs> like he was dead 85 bullets ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, but it was it's one of my favorite deaths. Yeah. In any movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. So that that sticks out to me for sure too. But I think it works in the in the movie because it's like because there is like a tinge of like unrealisticness mm-hmm. in this. Like it's gritty, but also kind of unrealistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the sense of like all of this stuff happening in one day. Like I feel like just the amount of traffic that they'd be sitting in. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no way they could get that much stuff done in one day. Yeah. There's that element to it. And then there's also, yeah. So I, I think there's a, and the element of like him, the just sheer coincidence of him um, having saved yeah. the girl's life and it mm-hmm. being the guy's cousin, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. no, that so, was definitely. Yeah. So I think there, there's, there's a few like elements that are like unrealistic and you kind of have to suspend disbelief there. Mm-hmm. And so I think him just him having this overly dramatic death scene <laughs> where yeah. he gets shot a thousand times kind of just fits in with the yeah mm-hmm. like he get they shoot the car and then he staggers out right and then they shoot him again yeah. <laughs> it's like okay well you we get it yeah. I guess that's how the Russian mob rolls yeah. 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 Um, do you have something to share with us? Oh uh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Now's yeah. a good time for that. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, I gotta get my computer. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, our uh, recurring segment, of course, is uh, Hawk Facts. Mm-hmm. Do you want to try a hawk noise? Oh, uh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They really do like a screeching thing. Like, if you know the sound from the beginning of Colbert Report. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's, that's really, a hawk. That's a hawk noise. Yeah, but like that. But it's actually an eagle, right? Well, in the show, it's an eagle, but it's actually, it was, they used a hawk noise, right? Oh, right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. 
because eagles don't actually make cool noises like that. Just yeah, do apparently. eagles make noises? Apparently they, they kind they of do. chirp. Yeah, right? I think they chirp. I think it's very uncool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they don't. But they don't need to be. You know what I mean? They're yeah, already they're eagles. Regal. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they can like make whatever noises they want. They're still gonna be badasses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just I uh, uh, went to ohiofalconry.org. <laughs> like you do. Like you do. My regular page that I check. <laughs> um, and there's about falconry. The third item there is basic training. Oh. So there you go. Um, the it says though much of the equipment has been modernized, the basic method of training a hawk for falconry has not changed since the early days. The general philosophy is to condition the hawk to accept the falconer as part in the hunting process while maintaining its natural physical condition and hunting instincts. Um, And the first step in training entails a period known as manning. It is during this time that the hawk begins to overcome its fear of people, (laughs) becomes accustomed to the falconer, and learns to associate food with the falconer's glove. So I feel like Ethan Hawke's (laughs) trajectory in this Is is kind of like the actual bird. Oh, you and didn't know they read that right before they gave <laughs> the breakdown to Ethan Hawke. It was like, all right, this is your character. Uh, yeah. And the falconer in this case is, is Denzel, Denzel Washington. Yeah. And he's training him to become, uh, <laughs> maintain his natural instinct, but mm. learn some things about what it's like. So true. <laughs> That's so there you very go. Funny. So thank you, Ohio That was a good Falconry. hawk fact. That is a great hawk fact. Yeah. For, I, I, and you because I thought it was about to be an Ethan Hawke fact, and it was a real hawk it's fact. It's a real hawk fact. But yeah. still connected to Ethan Ethan Hawke in yeah. this movie. Yeah. I call that perfection. Yeah. So, um. Oh, yeah. Should I, um, reviews? I mean, it was, they liked it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My laptop's all the way over there. I'm not going to get it. It's but fine. yeah, no, yeah. Positive reviews of this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did I think, you like it? Oh, I did like it. Because it was your first time seeing it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think of the movies we watched for the podcast so far, I'm not counting ones that I've seen that come later. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is like my second favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. After Before Sunrise. So, okay. Yeah. 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 It was good. It was good. I do kind of feel like because uh, it's been out for so long, it's been a lot of people being like, oh, man, Training Day is a great movie. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't right, as yeah, incredible sure, yeah, yeah. as I thought it was going to be, but it was still it was still really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the hype at this point is yeah. it's, a, it's a classic movie, mm-hmm. right? But not a classic in the way of, not a classic in the way you think, because the movie didn't win anything. It was just mm-hmm. his performance. This, the performances were just so good. But like you said, the movie... In itself, kind of had some unrealistic right, right. elements to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I think the the large part of the strength of this movie is is like in itself the the this surprisingly good dynamic that Ethan Hawke and Denzel Washington have together. Like just like you know, obviously it's well written, so that's part of it. But like their their physicality and everything together, the way they kind of play off each other. It's, I think it works really well. Mm-hmm. And, like, th- there is an element of, like, you know, talk about it, like, in, in comedy, like, the straight man character. But, like, you know, Ethan Hawke ha- kind of has to be subdued in this role to let Denzel's, like, kind of over-the-top, like, character really flourish. Because it really is kind of... I think this movie is really a showcase for Denzel Washington's, like, acting mm-hmm. ability. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think Ethan Hawke does have to a little bit, like, take a back seat sort of and let and let him showcase his his performance and i think he does that in a really good way but while not while while still being like a totally integral part of this movie and still being like you know a, a, a character that you can really see 
being, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I you know, there's a lot of movies where there are good performances, and you and you think, yeah, I can see other people in it, especially when you hear like who was up for the role. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but the ones where you can't are the special movies, and this is one where it had to be Denzel and it had to be Ethan Hawke. Totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I can't really see it working. Just knowing Ethan Hawke's body of work and knowing who could have been up for it, outside of some no-name, but mm-hmm. people that we know, I was like, I can't really see anybody else doing this film and it working as well as it did with the dynamic between the two of them. Because that's what the movie is truly about. Yeah. Is the, yeah, the these dynamic, two. Yeah. yeah, the dynamic between experienced bad cop and rookie good cop. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think it's like testament to like to the writing, to their acting abilities, to the direction. Like there's a lot of things that 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 put you in that position where you're like it has to be these two guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, and I was reading a thing, uh, an interview with Ethan Hawke where he was saying that um, Denzel and Antoine Fuqua, the director, they both really wanted him to be jake to be in this movie but Mm. like the studio and like everyone else didn't really want him to be in it so he had to like work really hard to he had to you know actually audition even though he was like you know i was at a point in my he was at a point in his career where he could get like pretty much any job you know but he really wanted to do this so he did like he said like i had to eat some humble pie and just like really you know go for this and um he also talked about uh i think this might have been a different interview but he was talking about denzel and how um, like the NAACP like sent people to the set to be like Denzel like what are you doing like why are you playing this crooked cop uh, and Denzel's like you know I'm not going to be a good example by only playing good guys like I'm going to be a good example by doing the best job I can at what I do uh-huh. and then you know he went and won the Oscar so yeah. yeah, it was a big deal when he won the Oscar because I, it, it was a big deal in the black community at least because he should have won for Malcolm X. Yeah. He should have won for Glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, not man. Glory. Um, well, Glory. Yeah, Glory. He should have won for Glory. No, not Glory. Um, was the movie where he played the boxer? Was that Glory? No, Glory was the. Glory was the one he did win for. Uh, yeah. The the Hurricane. Mm. He should have won for Hurricane. Uh-huh. He oh god, Hurricane is one of the best his best performances of all time, and he got snubbed. Mm-hmm. And like both of those were obviously Malcolm X, and then Hurricane was inspirational character. So when he is doing this and he won the Oscar for this, it's like, oh, this is what the black person got to do to win, like be a crooked and right. bad cop, yeah. you know? Uh, which I, I 100% get. But on the same token, I think what a lot of people lost in that was that he did deserve it. Yeah. It was right. he. Right. It wasn't like it was a pity win. Mm-hmm. He really. It just should have been his yeah. third Oscar, not his first. Right, <laughs> his right, for right, right, best right. actor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Has he won another? He, he doesn't he well, have two he, best Oscar wins. It's supporting, best, uh, supporting, oh, for supporting, glory, okay. right? Supporting for glory, and then, and then best, and best actor. Best actor. Best actor. Okay, okay. That's yeah. it. All right. Yeah. 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 No, I mean he could. Yeah, he could have won several times over. Yeah. For no, sure. for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. every performance is like, you know. I mean, he's like Denzel. Like yeah. it's the, you can, he's like it's Denzel Washington. Like, Denzel what, are you, Washington. what are you like? What are you talking yeah. about? Like, yeah, yeah. He's a he's 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 a great actor. I would love to see Ethan Hawke get some uh, some Oscar play, which I feel like. Yeah, I he's think, been nominated four times. Yeah, I would love to yeah. see him win something because he 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 deserves it. He's had such a great career, where it's not about being a movie star for him. It's just about 
you yeah. know. Yeah. Kind of the same with Denzel. Denzel doesn't really do movie star shit. Mm-hmm. It's just Denzel is so fucking good that he is a movie star. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Ethan Hawke, I feel like, doesn't get the 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 due respect for how good he is on screen, mm-hmm. uh, which probably works for him. Yeah, I just yeah, he really should have been nominated at least for First Reformed. That yeah, still that gets yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, he was great in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, any any final thoughts, you guys? If you haven't seen Training Day, go see it. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah, check it yeah. out. That's good. I can't believe I waited uh, 18 years to see it. <laughs> oh, you finally seen it. So. Yeah. You finally yeah. saw it. And then go see The Purge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you'll be like me, where those are the two Ethan Hawke movies that you equate with him. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, this is a good one. This, uh, thank you guys for having me on. To, yeah, uh, yeah, to, totally. to Let's, talk about it. Um, we do, uh, you know, plugs and stuff and also what we've been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawke. Um, so you can find me at Harping About on Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd and wherever. I don't know. And um, I have been enjoying. Well, last night I went to see Downton Abbey, the movie in theaters, and it was just fun. Was, if you like the show, you're going to like the movie. It's just like one long episode of Downton. So, yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. I went to see it with my parents, and we went to get IHOP afterwards. Great. The yeah. pancakes are on point. It was a delightful evening. Um, yeah. Jonathan, where can the people find you, and what have you been enjoying? Uh, find me on Instagram at John Zavaleta, J-O-N-Z-A-V-A-L-E-T-A. Um, thing I've been enjoying, man, uh, I watched Suspiria recently. Oh yeah. I was, that was, that was an experience. Yeah. I was in the room for that. Yeah. I didn't mean to be. (laughs) It was a lot. It's a lot. So that was, that, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Jackie's Neal on everything. Uh, what have I been enjoying lately? I... This is going to be very, I've been enjoying a lot of stuff, so I'm just going to say what's been bringing me a lot of joy, mostly, is whenever I have like just 15 minutes to sit down and eat and watch TV, I've been re-watching the first three or four seasons of Spongebob. Okay. Oh, fun. Uh, which, they're so good. Mm-hmm. After that, they're pretty bad, but like those, <laughs> first, those first three, four seasons are so good. And yeah, if I only have like just 11, you know, 15, 20 minutes, I can watch a whole episode or just one half, Mm -hmm. eat some food, get out and be like, I feel good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this on Amazon Prime, I've been watching me some Spongebob. That's what I've been enjoying lately. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, what are you, so your shows are The Culture Kings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Culture Kings, um, twice a week, every week. I have a new pilot on Earwolf. Um, that I'm hoping has been doing pretty well. So I think it's going to get picked up as a full season called uh, I'm Your Host, Yay. where I host different game shows, uh, a different game show, an episode. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited to actually start doing the work for, for that. Um, I can't talk about it too, too much after that, but I think it's going to be pretty dope. And then, uh, you know, I, I perform live in L.A. quite a bit. The only show I truly care about right now is my show called uh, Pass That Blunt, which is a monthly show at UCB. whole bunch of black improvisers smoke a whole bunch of weed before the show. We come outside. <laughs> we come on stage. We pass out free blunts to the audience. We hotbox UCB Franklin and do an hour of comedy. Uh, and it's just a delight. 
and fun. we usually get way too high, but it's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thank you yeah, very you much coming. for coming to talk to us about Training Day. Thank you guys for having yeah. me. I appreciate it's it. It's a big, big episode in the making. Yeah, big episode, big movie. Yeah, big guest. Uh, big guest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you guys. I appreciate yeah. it, guys. Thank you. All right. Cool. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>